morning everyone good morning in case you missed it just before my name's lois and i'm part of the team here at fcc um, and i'd love to know tell me about your pets who's got a pet wave at me if you've got a pet okay right what have you got a dog called al oh that's so cute what have you got four pet fish two dogs and a hamster anyways on two dogs and a hamster barbs no, you've not. Can anyone beat nine tortoises? Tortoises. What's the plural of tortoises? Tortai. Tor no way. Nah. Okay, Daniel, what have you got? A dog called Toby. What else have we got? Two cats and two kids. <laughs> nice. What have we got over there? A dog. Any more pets? Oh, and fish. You can't forget your fish, can you? Can't forget your fish. Um, I won't lie. I asked that just so I could tell you about my pet. Um, I'd like to introduce you. I would really like it if I was allowed to have brought her here today. And then I thought I'd probably get in a sack. So I'll show you a picture. This is my dog, Lottie. This is our family dog. She's a chocolate Labrador. She's very old now. She's nearly 14. Um, she's gorgeous. She's dead nice. She's good with kids. She's good with dogs. She's good with people. She is half deaf, other than when the toaster pops up. Um, she's got a cataract in one eye, so she is half blind as well. Um, and she's also got no teeth. So she literally couldn't hurt a fly, even if she wanted to. She is, God love her, look at her. She's gorgeous. But um, well, what I would like to say is I think like we have been very good pet owners as our family. I think we are pretty faithful to Lottie uh, because we've been there for her when she was a puppy and she had a, a giant football sock that was bigger than her and had to get her stomach pumped. We were there for her and we forgave her when she had a whole tray of pigs in blankets one Christmas day. We forgave her, didn't we, Jake, when she had a Domino's pizza? when our backs were turned. Um, we have been with her through thick and thin. We love her and we'll always be faithful to her because that's the kind of owners we are. But the same cannot be said for Lottie. She might be innocent and she might be cute and she might be very friendly, but she is the most disloyal dog I know. We will be walking along and she will find another family. And she kind of trots alongside them and she's like, hello, I'm yours now. She would go home with any one of you. Like, if you just waved a bit of cheese at her, she'd go with you. She has got no loyalty to us, no obedience. We could say, like, come, sit, and she'll just go, hmm? Like, honestly, as good as she is, she's the most unfaithful dog I have ever met. Why am I talking to you about my unfaithful dog? Because today we are talking about faithfulness. Just to bring you up to speed, we are in the middle of a series um, called Helping Our Community, where we are looking at the fruit of the Spirit. So for context, here at FCC, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus, and we believe in the Holy Spirit. And we believe that the Holy Spirit, when we invite him in, because he doesn't force his way in, but when we invite him in and we let him, he helps us, he um, makes us better, he makes us more and more like Jesus, and he gives us these nine characteristics 
these nine things that if we could adopt these nine character traits, we would become more and more like Jesus. The verse that we have been in for this whole series is in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, and it says this. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we believe that the Holy Spirit, when we let him, he makes us more loving. We believe that he makes us more joyful. We believe that he makes us more patient with each other. We believe that he makes us kinder. And today we're looking at how the Holy Spirit can make us more faithful. Now, now I've been thinking about that and how the Holy Spirit equips us to be more faithful. I've been thinking about the fact that I should probably go home and lay hands on Lottie and ask for the Holy Spirit to help her in that because we believe that when we let him, when we ask him to, the Holy Spirit will help us to grow in each of these characteristics. And as I've been learning about what faithfulness is, because it's been a word that's confused me growing up whenever I've read it, and this is what the dictionary definition of faithfulness is. It is being steadfast in affection or allegiance to someone or to something. And I've been thinking about like who comes to mind when I think of people being steadfast in their affection or allegiance to something. And what comes to mind to me is sports fans and specifically football fans. Like they quite often are steadfast in their affection for their team. They pledge their allegiance to their team and they're like, I'm with them through thick and thin. They are cheering them on when they're good. They kind of are a bit embarrassed of them when they're bad, but they are like still steadfast in their affection for their team. But even football fans will fail or fade or falter in their faithfulness to their team sometimes. So as an example, you've got Lottie, whose faithfulness levels is like zero. You've got football fans who are like five. But then I was like, we really need an example of faithfulness that's like a little bit higher. And ultimately, there is one person that is a shining example of faithfulness. He's the only person I can tell you about, and that is Jesus. Jesus is the epitome of faithfulness. The Bible says this about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is steadfast in his affection and allegiance to us. Jesus loved you yesterday. He loves you today and he will love you tomorrow. Jesus was good yesterday. He's good today, and he'll be good tomorrow. Jesus is on your side. He was on your side yesterday when you were a mess. He is on your side today when you're trying your best, and he'll be on your side tomorrow when you get it wrong again, because that's who Jesus is. He is faithful. The Bible describes God throughout the Old Testament as well of being faithful, that great is his faithfulness because he doesn't change. And in a world where everything else changes around us, in a world where there is no loyalty, where there is no consistency, we can pin our hopes on the one who is truly faithful because he is steadfast in his affection for us, because it does doesn't matter what we do, he will still love us. He loved us yesterday, he loves us today, and he will love us tomorrow because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Jesus is steadfast in his affection for you. 
Like nothing that you can do will make him love you more and nothing that you can do will make him love you less. That is just Jesus. It doesn't make sense sometimes, but that is his faithfulness to us. And Jesus pledged his allegiance on the cross, not based on anything we would do, but because he is faithful. Whereas like Lottie will see or smell or hear something else that seems like a better offer and she will just go, she will just look at us, her owners, and be like, no, I've got a better offer over there. What Jesus does is he looks at me and he looks at you and he says, you are the better offer. I choose you and I'm going to choose to stick with you and I'm going to choose to be faithful to you. So whether you are at the top of your game or whether you are failing at every hurdle, he still chooses you. And that's the faithfulness of God. So as we have been asking the Holy Spirit to make us more like Jesus so that we could help not only ourselves, but the community around us, we ask the question today, how can we become more faithful? And lucky for us, the clue is in the word. It starts with faith. We will never be faithful to God until we learn to put our full faith in God. You see, faithfulness isn't like a reluctant obedience. Sometimes when I'm asking Lottie to come for a walk, I can feel that her eyes are like rolling, like, do I have to? Or sometimes when I'm trying to discipline her or I'm just like sit down and just do dog things, like stop eating things, I feel like she's just like reluctantly like, do I have to? And sometimes I think we can approach faithfulness to God like that. Like we've got this inner eye roll. We read the Bible and we read him saying like, live like this, do this. And we're like, oh, if I have to. But you know, faithfulness isn't about reluctant obedience. It's not about us rolling our eyes and go, oh, if I have to, Jesus. It starts with a faith, a confident hope and trust that we don't do it because we have to. We're not faithful to God because we have to. We're faithful to God because he's faithful to us. And we're faithful to God because we have put our faith in him, in the one that never lets us down like we sang this morning. And faith is this, it's described as this in the Bible. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not yet see. So faithfulness isn't about that reluctant, if I have to, attitude. Faithfulness is rooted in a confident hope, in a trust that God really does know best, and that because of that, I am going to live faithfully back to him. Faithfulness is rooted in that confidence and that hope and that trust. And the question of how we get from faith to faithfulness is that we take our faith and we choose to do something with it. Faithfulness is the evidence of our faith. Just like um, with love, the evidence of our love might be affection or romance or relationship with each other. Just like the evidence of joy might be happiness or laughter, the evidence of our faith is faithfulness to God and faithfulness to each other. Here's how the Bible puts it. Um, in James chapter 2, verse 14 to 22. It says this, it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? 
Like, suppose you see a brother or sister who's no food or no clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or any clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and it is useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Well, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? And I love this verse. James 2 verse 22 says, You see, his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. Because faithfulness isn't a passive emotion. Faithfulness isn't like a relationship status. Faithfulness isn't a thought or a feeling. Faithfulness is faith in action. James 2.22, his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. Faithfulness is our faith in action. And I don't know about you, but I want my community, my friends and my family to be able to experience and taste and see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. I want them to experience that steadfast love that I've experienced, that God loves me all the time. And I believe that my friends and my world will see that faith when they can see what it is that I'm faithful to, when they can see the evidence of my faith in action, maybe then they will grasp a heart of what it is that I have put my faith in. So I wonder today, just one question, and that is this, how is God wanting you to put your faith into action? Like maybe you um, feel that God is asking you to be faithful with your money. And in these uncertain times, when it makes no sense to faithfully give some of your money to a church or to wherever your local church is. I think that an expression of your confident trust and faith in God would be to faithfully give, believing that God will faithfully provide. Maybe a way that you could put your faith into action is by being faithful with your time and with your skills. Because your time is precious, isn't it? And I could think of about seven billion reasons why I shouldn't give up my time for people, why I shouldn't, like, volunteer, for example. It's inconvenient, it's a bit of an effort, I've got better things to do with my time. Um, You might think you're underqualified, you might think you're overqualified, but um, we can be faithful to God with our time and our skills by volunteering. You might think, actually, I want to be faithful with the gifts and time that God has given me by volunteering here on a Sunday to make this happen. Or maybe you want to be faithful during the week by joining a ministry here or joining a connect group because we can choose to put our faith into action by being faithful with our time and with our skills. Maybe something that you feel like God is asking you to be faithful with is in your relationship status or in your singleness. And maybe for you, that's about having a confident trust that God has the best plans for you and for your future. That God has the best, rather than settling for second best. 
Maybe God is calling you to be faithful with your lifestyle. And maybe as I say that, you already know because your heart races as you think about certain habits that you know if you really want to put your faith into action, you know God is asking you to give them up. You know God is asking you to change the way you do something. You know God is asking you to stop doing that thing so that you can put your faith into action and be faithful with your lifestyle. Maybe for you, it's that you feel like God is calling you to be faithful with your spiritual life. And that actually, rather than giving up certain habits, God is asking you to start certain habits. Like spending a little bit of time every day just talking to God. Just opening the Bible. Just worshipping him. As you start to be faithful with your spiritual life. Maybe it's that you know that God is asking you to be faithful with your words, that there is um, language that you need to stop using, that there's language you need to start using, that there's, um, you need to start being encouraging or more positive with the way that you talk because God is asking you to put your faith into action with your words as well. There's so many things that God might be asking you to be faithful in. And I've been praying that God would speak to you individually today, that you would know what it is that God is asking you to put your faith to action in. Like, it might be that you know there is an area of your life where you need to be faithful to your spouse, um, that you need to be faithful to your children by turning up, by being consistent in your steadfast affection for them. Or maybe for you, and the band are going to join me as we close and as we respond to that maybe you know that you need to be faithful to God and what you know is deep down your life isn't showing that evidence of your faith maybe you know that deep down your school and your workplace and your family they actually don't know much about your faith they don't know where you come on a Sunday because if you were honest your life Monday to Saturday doesn't reflect, doesn't reflect the faith that you have. And as I was preparing this message today, like I believe that God would say, he has only love for you. And if that's you and you know that there is areas of your life and you, um, you just want to change because you want to put your faith into action, I want you to know that there is so much grace today that this isn't a message that says you're not doing enough, that this isn't a message that says you're not good enough, that this isn't a message that says you're not being faithful enough to the people around you or to God. This is a message that invites you into the grace and faithfulness of Jesus because he was good yesterday. He's good today and he'll be good tomorrow because that's the kind of God he is. He's a God that loves you and he's a God that has his, your best in store for you and he in his grace and in his mercy, invites you to be faithful back to him. We're going to finish our service by singing a song that we sang at the start of it. And we're just going to start to declare over you, over each other, that God is good and that he is never going to let us down. Because as we um, like have a couple of moments of just responding to God today... I think that there might be two camps of people who feel just in their own heart to respond. 
And there's people who know that they need to be faithful in a practical sense with a lifestyle choice that they feel God is asking them to make. And then I think there is people who need to respond because actually they can't be faithful because they are stuck at the point of faith. Because they're struggling to put their hope and their trust in God because they don't see. Maybe you don't see that God is good. And maybe you've been feeling like, I can't be faithful to God because I haven't experienced his faithfulness to me. When that happens, because it does happen, we're not immune from that happening, um, we want to, and the band are going to lead us in singing, that God is never going to let you down. That even when it is hard, and even if you feel like I am struggling to put my faith in God because I've been asking him for his help and I don't know where he is because he's not doing the thing I've asked of him, we believe that even in those moments, God is still faithful, that he is still good, that he is still on our side, that he is always working. He's always working for our good because he is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever, and he is a good God. He is a good and faithful God who invites you and I to experience his faithfulness. And not only to experience it, to be, but to be able to replicate it, to be faithful to the people around us, and to be faithful back to him. So do you want to stand with me today? We're going to sing this song. Before we sing, let me just pray. Father God, I thank you that you are faithful. You are a faithful God. God, when life feels like it makes no sense sometimes, when it feels like we have run out of faith, God, would you remind us of your faithfulness and that we would be able to reflect you. I pray that you would speak to each of us about what it is that you want us to do to put our faith into action. And I pray that as a community, we would be a church of people who show the evidence of our faith by being faithful to each other and faithful to you, the God who never, ever lets us down.